Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker podcast. This is the Longchamp preview. It is, of course, the arc on Sunday. Not going to be great racing conditions, but we're, we are dry at the moment and I'm very happy to be joined by Andy Holding, as ever, Odds Checker's very own tipster. Andy, are you keeping dry? Are you looking forward to the weekend? I am, yes. Um, it's a little drier up in uh, North Wales and is down with you guys in London. Um, you've got that little bit of a storm and low pressure um, uh, coming through your neck of the woods, haven't you, in, in, the, in the last uh, 20, 12 hours. And I think that's going to hover around until probably the thick end of Saturday. And, and that's going to have an impact on uh, what's going to go on over in Paris as well, because they're, 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 they're in the teeth of the gale as well. Yeah, as before we get in, because we've got we've got a lot to preview here, just for the listeners and viewers, we're going to rattle through as many races as we can over Saturday and Sunday, because there's so much good stuff going on. But before we get into it, we are seeing reports that the going is going to be heavy. It's going to be an absolute bog. So are we, are we looking here for soft ground horses? Are we looking to keep our powder a bit drier than, than maybe we normally would? Or do we still think there's going to be a few opportunities? Well, the, the one positive, if there is to draw out of it all, is that they are going to be racing on a fresh strip of ground, which is saved specifically for the Arc de Triomphe weekend. So that that is the, the good sign uh, about everything. But it, there's no uh, getting away from it or sugarcoating it. It is going to be pretty treacherous. Now, a lot of the French horses are used to running on ground as bad as that. So I think home players will have an advantage, won't they, uh, over the uh, sort of UK and Irish horses. Uh, not so much the Irish horses because they're used to running on soft ground, but a few of the English contenders wouldn't have been uh, over-delighted in, in the last uh, seven days with all the rain they've had. Obviously, Batash is out. We've got one or two other notable defectors along the way, uh, which is a little bit of a shame. Obviously, um, Love as well has come out of the arc. But that, that doesn't mean to say that we've, uh, we haven't got some good races to get stuck into because a lot of the supporting races, both on Saturday and Sunday, um, have some major contenders that, that won't mind the ground. I reckon when most people have a flutter, they use the same old bookies every time. But how do you know if you're getting good odds? Odds Checker, that's how. At Odds Checker, you can compare the odds from major bookmakers, get tips from the experts, and place your bets all in one place. Whether it's your Saturday hacker or a first goal scorer hunch, choose our best odds and get brilliant returns. Odds Checker, your one stop betting hub. Download the app now. Play responsibly. Okay, here we go. This is going to be a whistle stop tour. It's just me and Andy. Before we get stuck into the racing, just going to point you in the direction of the Odds Checker app, the very best place for all of the best prices. We'll be talking in terms of best prices today. The best bookie offers free bets and the very best tipsters as well, including the man on the phone to me right now, Andy Holding. You can get his tips every day, first and foremost, on the Odds Checker app. Right. Let's get ourselves to Longchamp. The first race we're going to be previewing is the 12.30 tomorrow. Um, the Prix de Chardonnay is over a mile and seven furlongs. And Max Vega is the 9-4 to four favourite for Rafe Beckett and Frankie de Tori. Uh, Valia is 3-1. to one. My Kiss, 11-2. to two. Mythical, 6-1. to one. Step by Step, 6-1. to one. Uh, Nemian Lion, 18-1. to one. Andy, six runners for the first. Get us off to a flyer. Try my best. Yeah, I mean, Max Vega probably sets a fair standard, doesn't he, with his run at Newbury um, against the older horses. Hookham, of course, um, didn't do the form uh, a whole pile of good, at say, in the St. Ledger. Uh, he was a little bit disappointing, but you could look at that and flip it on its head and say, well, Adignac, who was third, has gone on to win subsequently in uh, group company at Chester. So uh, there's positives and negatives to take out that run. The one thing about Max Vega that we know that 
um, is, is good for him. Is the ground when he won at Newmarket last year that mile and a quarter stab in the test for two-year-olds. He, he handled the conditions really well that day. He comes from a stabling, battling good form as well. Rafe Beckett's going through a real purple patch at the moment with his two-year-olds and, of course, his older horses with new mandate, probably being the, the pick of the bunch for last weekend. Frankie's been booked as well, and that won't be lost on a lot of punters. Um, so, yeah, he, and, and in, a, in a race which is likely to become tactical, a lot of French races are tactical anyway, but this lad, he's a front runner, so... He's going to be able to row his own boat and, you know, Frankie being the Pied Piper in front, it could be quite a, a difficult to catch from the front. But if there is going to be one danger, it might well be the uh, Alonda uh, Roy Dupre uh, filly down the bottom, uh, Valia. It was a bit disappointing in a group one last time out, but the ground was probably a little bit too quick for her uh, behind uh, Tanawa in the Vermeer. Um, but if you go back to her previous run when she was second to Wonderful Tonight at Deauville on heavy ground, I think that represents a good level of form. Obviously, she's got to prove herself at the trip, but you could say the same about Max Vega. Uh, so under under these conditions, then I think Valia might be the value in the in the in the opening race. <laughs> that is a pun that I would be embarrassed about, Andy. But um, fair enough. Valia three to one best price is with Boyle Sports as it stands, a short to nine to four elsewhere. Um, we'll move on now to the one thirty five. So skipping a race onto the Prix de la, and we have Skeletia, a race dominated by 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 French. Um, horses here. Skeletti is uh, two to one. Ocean Atlantique for Andre Fabre is seven to two, and then Patrick Sarsfield for Joseph O'Brien is eleven to two. Glyson seven to one. Hurricane Dream fifteen to two. Uh, Darima eight to one. Forty to one and eighty to one. The bottom two. Subway Dancer and Raging Storm. The bottom two in the market, I should say. Um, do we? Do, what do we make firstly, or do we know much, if anything, about the top two here, the, the French horses, and uh, and what do we think of the ones in behind? Yeah, luckily I've I've met, I've, I know all these uh, not intimately, but I know enough about them courtesy of that little period I did uh, for Odds Checker back in May, stroke mm-hmm. June, and and that's sort of carried forward into the to the sort of uh, French Derby and the classics and and on and so on and so forth. Uh, I've stopped doing them for for a little while, but I do do the bigger meetings like Deauville, Longchamp, and Saint Cloud. Uh, so I've I've still managed to get some time figures for the for the better races. So. I have spent a bit of time watching how these um, horses have been shaping up since I um, left them uh, early on in the season. Um, I think the favourite, Skeletti, is the right favourite. Uh, he's a likeable type. He usually travels well in his races. He'll handle heavy ground. He, he won well last time out at Deauville. Uh, he beat a horse that um, uh, regularly UK punters will know quite well, uh, one of the fancies for the Arcs, um, Sotstas. Uh, we'll get on to Dr. Trier on Sunday. I think he's a big player. So if you fancy Sotash, you'd be hoping that Skeletti runs well here. And I'm sure he will. Um, ridden by Maxine Guion as well. It gets on particularly well with him. An uncomplicated type with a nice turn of foot in the ground. His time figures have been very good. He's, he's, his numbers the other day when he won at Dover, I did some split times as well. Um, stack up really well up against some good horses on that particular card. I think it's from the 16th of August. Um, so he's going to be quite difficult to beat. But I... Of the others, I'm going to get on to two or three of the other French horses that all tying uh, together with, with each other. Ocean and Atlantique, Hurricane Dream and, and Glissant um, from the Jean-Claude Rouge stab. Now, Glissant ran on the same car that Hurricane Dream uh, was uh, was also victorious uh, back at Deauville last time out. And the comparison with those two, like for like that day, is, is uh, very stark. Glissant uh, from the three furlong pole was roughly about five lengths quicker than Hurricane Dream in the latter stages of that race. So, And the overall times were, were roughly the same as well. 
So that tells me that Gleeson's probably got a better turn of foot in the conditions than Hurricane Dream. And Hurricane Dream and Ocean Atlantic both were down the field in the uh, Irish Derby won by Mishraf. Um, so obviously they got found out in, in, in the very highest grade. So in summary, I think Skeletti's the right favourite. But at the prices, I think around about seven to one, is it Glissant? Mm, seven to one with Bet Victor. Yeah, he, he, he's gone well here before as well. I think he made his debut off the top, if I remember rightly, Glissant here at this track. And he won on heavy ground. So he, he handles long shot. He's won last time out under these conditions. And he's got a very good turn of With the dead eight runners, you know me, George. I can't resist a nice little each way. <laughs> uh, mouth-watering bet when, when I see one. Uh, so I should be having a crack with um, Gleeson each way, around about 7-1 to one in, in the pre-dollar. Gleeson each way at 7-1 to one and cross everything that the uh, conditions don't put anybody off and suddenly you're left with seven. I know. Of course, it would only be two places. So on, on to the 215, uh, the pre de Royalieu, and it's another Rafe Beckett horse who heads the market. Could be a fantastic day for him. Uh, Manuela de Vega is the favourite at 7-2. Uh, to two. Pista next up at 9-2. to two. Wonderful tonight is five to one. Uh, Abira fifteen to two. Passion is uh, eight to one. Monica Sheriff ten to one. Twelve to one. Bar. What do you make of uh, of, of Rafe's chances here? Of uh, you know you were you were keen enough. Well, you, you went against him in the first. Sorry, with Valia. Do you think he's got a better better chance here of getting a winner on the day? Most of the market leaders here, George, will won't mind the ground. So it's not as if connections are going to be ducking this one. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, um, Manuela de Vega, she, she's a real mudlark. As we saw earlier in the season when she beat Fanny Logan at Haydock on heavy ground or soft ground, she was really good. And then beat Macaway next time out, um, back at the same track, I think it was. She obviously wasn't quite good enough on fast ground at, um, behind Love, got well beat that day uh, in the Yorkshire Oaks. But um, back on soft ground in this kind of level, probably not group, group one, slightly below that, group two, makes a huge difference. Um, she's obviously got a, a, a leading chance, I would say a favourites chance, but a leading chance. And you'd certainly bracket Pista into that category as well, wouldn't you? Having won very easily um, at D- Doncaster, stepping up in grace. She's been one of the success stories for Judge O'Brien um, this season. Has made her way through from winning a, a heavy ground Galway maiden to now racing in this company. Um, she also um, will enjoy the conditions. And I also think there's a, a dangerous little floater here as well. Not massively priced. But um, I think David Marnucci has got a half a chance here with Wonderful Tonight. Now, she's got a real um, soft ground pedigree uh, and, a, and a background that suggests that all her best work is going to be done on heavy ground. Uh, she actually won in Song Clue last year on, on heavy ground as a two-year-old. She's done nothing wrong this season. Uh, won at uh, Deauville two starts ago. Quickened up really well from the front. It was a lovely ride uh, by Terry Picon. Um, and then found the faster ground against her in the Group 1 Verme last time out at Longchamp over this course behind Tanawa, but I, I certainly wouldn't hold that against her because her good ground's no good to her, really. She does need soft or heavy ground. Um, if this becomes tactical and she gets the run things from the front, like she did in Deauville, I'd, I'd, I'd quite fancy um, Wonderful tonight to, to put up a built ball show here. Deville Mon this year, um, he had a two winners from two runners at uh, Salisbury yesterday, as we speak. So, Yard's in great form. That horse will love the conditions just as well as any. Uh, and again, round about five to one. Looks a fair enough each way bet, given... She's going to have her ideal conditions. So there you go. Then five to one for David Minusier and wonderful tonight. Five to one is pretty much available with all firms there as well. On now to the 325, the pre Daniel Wildenstein and a really interesting horse at the top of the market. The Revenant is currently 
favourite at six to four. That's a ball sports. We haven't seen the Revenant since being beaten over a mile on Champions Day last year by King of Change. We also haven't seen either. So this is going to be an interesting one to see. William Hill go four to five, as do Bet Victor. Shaman is four to one. Uh, Mota Maris, seven to one. Mamora, 15 to two. Although I think Mamora might be a non-runner that could come out. Um, 12 to one bar. So Andy, we'll start at the top of the market here. Eight runners and effectively an even money favourite. I know your style normally. It might be one of the bigger price ones, but what do we think of the Revenant? Uh, he's top class, isn't he? He's definitely a group mm. one horse. There's no doubt about that. And He took advantage of dropping into this um, slightly lower grade last year. Then he won this race last year off, the, off a long, long layoff. So there's not that much of a worry about him being not ready. They're obviously going to gear him, trying to gear him up for Ascot. Again, I imagine they're going to go there, back there in a, a few weeks' time and try and go one place better than they did last year when they got beat, as you said, by King of Change. Um, I, th- I think Pierre Boudot, the jockeys, having watched a lot of French racing, he's, he's different class to a lot of the French jockeys. Um, you know, it's almost like having Frankie on your side, really. He's, he's this brilliant tactical judge from the front and from behind. Having watched the videos back on the Revenant most times, uh, he, he looks a fairly uh, uh, you know reliable type. That he's, he's, he's uncomplicated. He relaxes well in his races. He quickens well. Ground's not a problem to him. Um, I mean, he's not going to be 100% fit because I think Ascot is his number one target, but he probably might not need to be George against this uh, mob. I mean, Shaman, who got beaten this race last year, isn't quite good enough for him. The English representation, the Irish representation, isn't isn't probably um, up to this standard either. Hurricane clouded after improve what he did earlier in the season of what I saw of him. Um, I can make half a case up for Freddie Heddy's uh, Motomaris, who was behind Skeletti last time out. That form line, I think, is quite good. If you're betting without the favourite, he might be an interest, but... Um, yeah, it's all about Revenant here. He's, he, he's a deserved favour, and it's not one that I'm going to be opposing or trying to find something uh, sneaky each way, particularly as we might be down to seven runners as well. What are your thoughts on the Revenant at 12-1 to 1 for that mile race at Ascot in a couple of weeks? I mean, the, the, the field probably looks a bit stronger with Palace Pier heading it up, Cameco in there as well, Terrabellum priced up. But you have to think that if, you know, if the Revenant puts in a similar performance to that of last year, then that 12-1 to 1 probably won't be hanging about. I think that's probably a good, a good shout, George. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's only going to go one way in the market, isn't he? If, if, if he finishes second, everyone will say, oh, we needed the run, but that was a great trial. And if he wins, everyone will say, oh, that was better than expected. It's a win-win situation isn't it, with, with him. And the fact that he goes there fairly lightly raced as well. He hasn't had so many hard-knocking races as what the UK and the Irish horses have had. Uh, he'll go there pretty fresh, raring to go. Um, yeah, and we know he handles Ascot, which is... Sometimes with these French horses coming over, you know they've got good form, but until they've run at Ascot, which is a very specialist track, you never know whether they'll handle it. But he did last year, so yeah, twelve to one's a big prize. There we go. Uh, the final day, the final race we're going to preview tomorrow, the Saturday, is the Prix de Cadran, where there's another very short price favourite and Call the Wind at ten to eleven uh, for um, yeah Oliver Pesley riding that one. Then Princess Zoe is three to one. Think of me eight to one. And then 12 to 1 bar, a few in there, nine run. Uh, again, we'll start with, with the jolly here, Andy. Um, with this, a horse you're looking to, to side with. Do you know much about the horse? I do, yeah. I mean, I've, I've known this horse before I even um, got involved with the French racing more heavily this season. Um, he, he got beaten this race last year by a horse that nicked it from the front. Um, he, he was victorious in this race two years ago, so the cad runs very much his race. He's probably the preeminent staying um, older horse in, in France. Uh, he hardly ever gets beat. If he does, sometimes he's caught out tactically more than anything else. But two and a half miles at Longchamp on very heavy ground is going to be right up his street. 
Uh, he, he quickens really well, and, and he, uh, there's no other way you couldn't put him in favour. But I, I have got a huge amount of time for this Princess Zoe. I put this mm. horse up a couple of times on um, the odd checker pages, and, and she's done me a, a, done me proud, including when uh, she won in Listy Company last time out at um, Galway. Uh, she beat um, a horse that I quite love. It's called Barrington Court quite comfortably. Now that was against Phillies, and of course she's taken on the the the, the older horses here, but. She's very experienced. She comes from Germany. Um, she's got a background of running on soft or heavy ground. The biggest mythical in, in, the, in the history of turf will probably go down is how on earth this horse managed to get beat off a mark of 64 in a handicap at um, <laughs> Navin. Funny enough, I was fortunate enough to put up the winner that day, but little did I know that Princess Zoe was a 110-rated horse in waiting. Um, and she's just steadily improved. You know, all her wins uh, have been... Um, rubber stamp with a, a good turn of foot at the end of her races so she can quicken in heavy ground and it'd be lovely for Jerry Sheridan as well um, if he could have a, a big um, group one winner um, for, for Anthony Mullins great story um, and it would be the um, it'd be the ultimate ending for the season for, for Princess Zoe um, perhaps before she goes down the hurdling route so, so I've been told that there, there have been quotes floated around for the, for the Mayor's Hurdle at the Cheltenham Festival but let's not go too far ahead of ourselves let's just talk, talk about the cad run and <laughs> Hope she can pull that off for the Irish fans. Could be quite a fun double to have, a rated double. Uh, yes. two, two and a half miles there, Princess Zoe, three to one. That three to one is basically with every single bookmaker around as well. Bet 365, Sky Bet Hills, Bet Victor, all three to one for Princess Zoe to, yeah, to, to defeat Call the Wind, a horse who, as you say, is pretty rarely dethroned. Um, we're now going to move on to the Sunday. Uh, we're recording this at midday on Friday, so... The draw and the final decks and the jockey bookings are kind of coming out as we speak, which means we're going to have to skip straight to the arc because no market as of yet for the the two group ones that precede the arc. We have got uh, a couple of markets coming up for the for the ones after. So onto the arc now, and you know the big one undoubtedly of the weekend. Although you know certainly some um, not necessarily the field that we were hoping for. It's fair to say with. <clears throat> love coming out um but enable still heads up the market at uh at 11 to 8 currently with betway stradivarius is 13 to 2 was a big double double figure price just a couple of days ago sotas i think we're going to talk about in a second judging by what you just said andy uh in swoop 12 to 1 japan 14 to 1 mogul 14 to 1 he'll be ridden now by ryan moore after love's withdrawal serpentine 14 to 1 uh, Rabia 14 to 1, Persian King 20 to 1. It's a pretty deep field, this, you have to say. Enable 11 to 8 favourite. Can she get the job done? But lovely if she could. Um, it's a shame that there'll be no crowd there to witness it. Um, Frankie and, and his legions of supporters would have been their element, wouldn't they? Mm. Uh, over in Paris, if um, he was to uh, pull it off. And given her campaign this season, there's every chance she will. She's just been. Brilliantly trained, as ever, by John Gosden, who knows exactly what he's doing with a filly like this. Um, and she's just a champion racehorse, isn't she? You know, she eats, sleeps, repeats and, and races. And um, <laughs> she's got the draw gods have smiled on her as well, drawn five. I mean, she could have been out in the car park, uh, but that's, that's, that's a good starting point for Frankie. Not too much on the rail, just slightly off of it. So whatever wants the lead, he can sort of track them in third or fourth. I'd imagine he'll go around in that position. And uh, as we know, last year, she... Quick into the front, looked like she was going to win, and then just drifted a little bit towards the inside. And I think that manoeuvre could slightly cost her in the in the, in the final analysis as Walt guys come and swooped and uh, picked her pocket late on. But you know she 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 she'll handle this ground as well as most. I don't think it's ideal for her, if I'm being honest. 
I think she probably wants good to soft ground in, in a in a perfect world, but she'll get through it. It's just whether she'll get through it as well as some others might. And at the price is 11.08. She doesn't really float my boat as being at the greatest bet of ever. I could probably back a better 11.08 shot than her, uh, particularly when there's some more horses that I'd like to be involved with each way in a race like this. Well, let's talk about them then, because there are some big names queuing up in behind Enable. We'll talk about Sotas in a minute, but just a word for Stradivarius, you know, the big the big gamble, you can say, over the last couple of days. I mean, again, whilst Enable would obviously be the, be the most popular winner, it'd be a pretty amazing story if Stradivarius can get the job done as well. Well, Stradivarius has always been um, bookmarked as a, as a horse that wants decent ground. Um, mm. I think John Gosling was... In, in his early years, was always worried about the ground changing, and particularly some days at Royal Ascot when he was running in the Gold Cup. You know, the heavens opened and, you know, he drifted in the market and everyone wanted to take him on, and he sometimes somehow managed to pull through. But as he's got older, he seems to be able to adapt a better um, preference for it. Um, the fact that he does get two and a half miles in heavy ground has got to be a bonus, given the conditions. You know, stamina is no problem to him. He's the horse that will keep going and keep galloping at the same speed. And also as well, if you go back and watch his um, his trial run, now it was a very slowly run race. It very much suited Anthony Van Dyke, and it was the slowest of those mile and a half trials. Um, but what it also showed you is that it can quicken in the latter stages when the pace is slow. It, they came home in thirty three and changed that day from three out. So mm. that actually, in in a in a weird sense, sense put an extra dimension to his game. So if they, if they go fast, he's going to be fine. But if they go slow, he can quicken. Um, so he's got a bit of everything, really. And I was looking at his stats. Apart from his first two races as a two-year-old when he got beat, he's yet to finish out the first three, 22 other races since. Um, so he's pretty remarkable record for a horse of his, of his nature. The only negative is still 14. Traditionally, you want to be drawn low. Now, the ground might be slightly better on the, on the outside at, at Longsham. I, I don't know the vagaries of the track with regards where they'll race, but looking back over the career history of winners of the arc, mainly they've come from a low stall and, and the ones on the outside have always had a bit of an inconvenience. So that is the only negative I've got to find. But look, if anyone wanted a back Stradivarius each way, particularly some firms on the day go four or five places, you know, trying to get your money and he's above five to one. Be hard pressed to see him given his career record, him not finishing in the frame. So a very, very solid pick Stradivarius. And currently the only bookies who are, um, four places are Betfair and Paddy Power, and they're also best price with odds checker at thirteen to two. So that, that may is, not. Yeah, that, hang that, that is yeah, that is good business. That at odds checker, compare the odds from major bookmakers, get expert tips, and place your bets all in one place. Odds checker, the one-stop betting hub. Download the app now. Play responsibly. I mean, I, I've had a couple of bets in the race, but I'd be very, very tempted just to have that that bet just because it's a bet you've got to have. Really, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, Four place thirteen to two. That's just too big getting getting decent odds against on Stradivarius placing there with that each way bet um Sotas now you mentioned that we're going to talk about him and he's he's a horse that you like here yeah he's similar to Wilden's uh Walt Geist in in many respects from last year Walt Geist had a go at the arc the year previous year Connection said right we'll we'll come back and have another crack at it and Connections of Sotas have done pretty much the same they finished third in this race last year and they've campaigned their four-year-old all the way around coming back here 12 months on and if you look at these runs this season, they've got gradually improved. He needed the run first time out when a lot of the yards horses were going through a bit of a, perp, uh, uh, a sticky wicket. But, um, you know, he was a good second at Dover two starts ago and an adequate trip. 
gaining an adequate trip last time out in the Group One at um, on Irish Champions Weekend behind uh, Magical and Gayath. But I mean that form on its own to only get beat a couple of lengths by those genuine top class, world class uh, Group One horses on good ground over a mile and a quarter suggests that he brings his A game very much to the table here on Sunday. He'll have his ground conditions. He won't mind heavy ground. He's got a lovely draw store for Christian de Moro's on board as well. Yards going great. Um, I've had a right chunky bet on him at an anti-post price. Um, so I'm, I'm more than happy with the bet I've had with him. Uh, so, yeah, I'd be disappointed if he's not in the first uh, three. I was going to say first four, but I'm unfortunately with an anti-post bet. I've had to take first three prices, <laughs> of course. Can't have everything. But, yeah, he, he's, he's bound to go well, Sotsas. Sotas, Sotas, I should say, is eight to one across the board, except for Betway, who've clipped him into thirteen to two. Before we move on, Andy, any others? A big, big double figure prices you want to keep an eye on? Mogul's been an interesting uh, developer, you should say, this this season for Fred and O'Brien Progressive um, Serpentine, of course. Um, you know, beaten by the stable mate last time out. A- any of these you think could come and crash the party? Well, you, you've. Um led me in nicely to talk about a horse, the other horse I've backed in the uh, Arc de Triomphe and that's courtesy of Mogul who won the Grand Prix de Paris last time out uh, that group won again on trials day the, the Vermeer, the Prefoy and, and this race and this was the fastest run there was a real proper gallop that day so it was a proper test at the track uh, over the trip and Mogul on the day came out on top but the ground's going to be very different to what it was um, 21 days ago um, and the horse that finished second was the big eye catcher in that race that day in swoop Again, a horse that I didn't really know much about until I watched some French racing early on in the season and some international racing. And uh, I, I really like him. He's a big, strong type. He, he'll absolutely love the ground. He's got a pedigree, steeps in history with heavy ground um, um, uh, participants. And he's been handed the, the favourable draw of uh, Store 1. I wouldn't be overly keen on a jockey, if I'm being honest. I was hoping that um, I think Christian, uh, uh, either Christian Demuro or... Um, Another jockey's ridden him in the past, and he wasn't overly great on him last time tactically. But hopefully, he would have learned his lessons. But either way, I think in swoops a very big contender. I think if, if there is going to be a gamble on the day, it might well be him because of all of all the main four or five in the market, he's the one who will absolutely love the ground wholeheartedly. So I've backed two in a race. I backed Sotsas and um, in swoop. Luckily, they've been drawn well, so I shouldn't have too many excuses. In swoop, 12 to 1 best price with Unibet. And I have a feeling after we uh, get off the phone, you're going to be making a call to Paddy Power to get that 13 to 2 four places as well. <laughs> possibly, possibly. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on now to the last three races we're going to be covering. And first of all, the pre de l'Opera, where we have Fancy Blue just topping the market at 11 to 4, Alpine Star 130, Torquil 9 to 2, um, Tarnawa 8 to 1, 14 to 1 bar. Andy, coming straight to you here to, to make sense of this one. Yeah, it's a cracking race, this. Um, obviously, the French uh, have got a big chance here, as well as the, the Irish contenders that make it a fascinating affair. Fancy Blue, um, wonder of the Nassau. The ground, this ground will definitely be a worry for her. Alpine Star was supposed to run in the Prisamal-Sebusak last year, but um, in the end, um, another Jessica Harrington horse, Albinia, took a place and, and obviously was victorious. But... Um, despite th- those two taking a huge chunk out of the market and having leading claims, I've, I must admit, I do think the, the other Irish horse, Tonara, has been grossly uh, overlooked here. Dermot Wells, I, I think Dermot Wells' connections were absolutely kicking themselves. They haven't even given this horse an entry in the art because when she won the Verme, 
love the way she went through that race. She sighed through the field and quickened up really smartly. Now, that was good ground, George. So, mm. you know, conditions on, on Sunday are going to be a little bit different. But she has handled very soft ground over in Ireland at Cork when she won last year. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say it'll be against her on Sunday. But just strictly as a, a value perspective with Christos Sumi on board, um, I'd have more than half a, a look at her. Uh, but it's a, it, it's one of the most wide open of the of the big races on Sunday. I wouldn't have a, a, a gut feeling or a, a strong of enough view to to perhaps put something, let's say, up on my odd checker pages where mm. I'll probably do something for the Abbey and for the Ark. Uh, but for the benefit of the listeners for, for this particular podcast, uh, Tarnawa is definitely the pick. Tarnawa 8-1 to one with 888 Sport as it stands. I reckon when most people have a flutter, they use the same old bookies every time. But how do you know if you're getting good odds? Odds Checker, that's how. At Odds Checker, you can compare the odds from major bookmakers, get tips from the experts, and place your bets all in one place. Whether it's your Saturday Acker or a first goal scorer hunch, choose our best odds and get brilliant returns. Odds Checker, your one stop betting hub. Download the app now. Play responsibly. Two more to come, and you said you put something up for the pre-labé, and that's where we are now. Glass slippers, two to one favourite. Make a challenge, four to one. Keep busy, eight to one. Liberty Beach, nine to one. Wooded, eleven to one. Twelve to one bar. Yeah, well, uh, there was half a chance of me coming onto this podcast and and being super smug um, because <laughs> I've backed I've back make a challenge uh, at a nice anti-post price. So I'm thinking, rubbing my hands, Batash is out, lovely jubbly. Uh, we're only down to eleven runners, even better. Um, so the one thing I didn't want having back to make a challenge at a big price was a, was a high draw. Um, so a big custard pie goes in my face when he's gone and back <laughs> draw 11 of 11. So uh, old Mr. Smug here has had, to, um, had the, the, um, the smile wiped off his face because that is a, not a horrendous draw because there is only 11 runners, but it's the worst possible draw he could have had. Last year, uh, Glass Slippers won this race, a horse which I put up on the site. Um, the first three home were drawn 1-3-4. And if you go back and look at the, the history of, of uh, winners for, for, the, for, the, for this race, low numbers dominate by a mile. It's almost like Chester, even though it's a straight track. Um, so that is a bit of a nightmare. I mean, make a challenge run an unbelievable race behind glass slippers last time I'm in Ireland. And I thought that day, straight away, I, I think I backed make a challenge two days after that. I couldn't believe the price that some firms went for it afterwards, double figure quotes, uh, because I thought she, he was the best horse in the race that day based on where he was drawn. Um, so yeah, he's got a, he's got a mountain to climb. I do think the other uh, the other one to mention, apart from Glass Slippers, who looks the obvious winner now, although she's got drawn stall ten, so <laughs> the front two in the market are right next to each other down the middle. Um, would be the French horse uh, Air de Vals, who they they've been tinkering around with him over six seven furlongs. He's been running okay, but he was a revelation here over course and distance when he beat Wooded in his trial. He won the same trial that Glass Slippers won last year before coming on to win the the Abbey, and he's got drawn stall seven. Not great, but it, like I say, it could be worse. Uh, so my, my tip is going to be make a challenge. Just hoping he's good enough to overcome that draw, and maybe that the, you know that the the, the 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 better horses, given where they draw, might just be able to dominate. But um, he would have been he would have been ask, a two. <coughs> excuse me, go on. I was going to say, can I ask what price you're on at? Fourteens. Lovely. Well, you can't, you can't be crying too much about a bad draw. Um, well, it, could, it, it could be the worst bet. Fourteen of. It doesn't matter really what. But sometimes what price you've got if they're drawn in the wrong place it could be any price could be a million um, yeah exactly so i think he'll probably drift because of that draw now um if he was drawn one to five he'd be a two and a half two and a half point each way nap 
Mm. It'd be impossible to be Matt the Fray because I think on five furlongs on very soft ground, there's not many better horses around the world than Make a Challenge. They have it make a challenge four to one at the moment, but with a caveat of having a very, very poor draw. William Hill, Betfred and Boyle Sports. Glass Slippers, two to one with Hills and Air de Vals, the other horse that Andy gave a positive for there. 12 to one, Hills, Freds and Boyles. The last race we're going to be talking about, Andy. It's emotional. This is it. It's the pre, <laughs> it's the pre de la Forette and we have Earthlight is two to one favourite ahead of one master. A horse he's spoken about a lot this season. Uh, say Foyage is four to one. Lope Fernandez is eight to one. <laughs> and 16 to one bar. No, it's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. So long as you give us the winner here, Andy, I'll forgive you for a little cough. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is, I think, pound for pound, the best race on the card. This foray, other than Space Blues not being in the lineup, is chock full of some of the best in the world uh, over, over this trip. Um, and a lot of them, like Soft Ground Earthlight, was a good winner last time out. I love the way he quick enough he beat a stellar field. I think he's probably had his old season geared around this because he's not a miler, but he's you know set a proper seven furlong horse. But he's up against one master, as we know, on her days, one of the best around on Soft Ground. And then you throw to the likes of Safe Forage, who's been a massive improver. Um, Lope uh, Fernandez, who I think this intermediate trip is very much suitable for him. Uh, Bo as well, who was chased home um, earth like last time out, was probably given too much to do. Is also a player. And also, don't forget the other three-year-old as well down the bottom. Horse called Erska. Horse that will absolutely love the conditions. I think this is an absolute snort of a race. At the prices, George, and that's what it's all about with me, mm. I'd suggest that Andre Farb's second string here on, on paper. Uh, Trot Bow is definitely the value bet. Uh, she was trained very much with the French 1,000 guineas in mind. Unfortunately, things didn't go quite co-right for her on the day. Um, I'm not absolutely convinced the straight track suits her as well as a, a round track. All her best form is off coming off a bend, and her best form's here at Longshot. Um, she only just got beat by Earthlight last time out, so it makes no sense why she's 16 to 1 and he's like 7 or 4. There was only like half a length between them. She was gunning him down at the end. She she won't mind the ground. Um, so, yeah, let's have a few quid each round, trot bow at the prices. Trot bow 16 to 1 with William Hill. Thank you very much, Andy, for taking us through the all the racing at Longchamp this weekend. Fingers crossed. A few winners in there. Fingers crossed the, the going doesn't ruin what should be a fantastic weekend of racing. And yeah, let's hope that Enable can get it done. Please do make sure you download the Odds Checker app for all. You're basically just the perfect companion to enjoy the racing this weekend with the best prices, the best bookie offers, the best free bets. And Andy's tips straight to you in the morning so you don't miss those prices as they disappear. Enjoy the racing. Thanks very much to Andy for joining us. And we'll be back no in a, a couple of weeks to preview Champions Day. 